1: Because you are turning out to be So much different than I imagined And where are you, God? Because I am finding life to be So much harder than I had planned You know that I'm afraid To ask these questions But you know they are there AND IF YOU KNOW MY HEART THE WAY THAT I BELIEVE YOU DO YOU KNOW THAT I BELIEVE IN YOU BUT STILL I HAVE THESE QUESTIONS LIKE HOW COULD YOU GOD HOW COULD YOU BE SO GOOD AND STRONG AND MAKE A WORLD THAT CAN BE SO PAINFUL and where were you, God? I know you never turn your head. You had to be right there. You know that I'm confused by all this mystery. You know I get afraid. But if you know my heart as completely as I trust you do, You know that I am trusting you. So is it true that for every tear I cry, you cry a thousand more as you weep for those who weep? And are you just holding yourself back from crushing all the pain and evil in this world? for reasons we just can't understand for now but isn't there a day of redemption coming So who am I, God, that you would raise me from the dust and breathe your life and your love into me? You know that I believe.
0: Reminder, and it leads into our message today. We know who God is, and, and maybe you're a skeptic in this room, and maybe you're not sure, and that's that's okay. I'm glad you're here, but you see, um, whether you believe in Jesus or not, let me tell you something about Christians. Uh, we sang a song um, just now that talked about, um, I know who you are, God, but what about those moments? What about the world when the world doesn't make sense? And there are some of us in this room and that we feel guilty at times. You see, here, here's, let me, we set this up. I think in life, if you've studied Christianity or if you've been a Christian for a while, we know that God is a good, good God. We sang that earlier today. But what happens when moments in crisis of faith occur? When all of a sudden the truth is he's a good, good God, but I don't feel like it right now. What do we do in those moments? I think there's a couple of choices. I think some of us, we suppress those feelings and we push those feelings aside because we know, no, he's a good, good God and I, I, I shouldn't even think this way. I shouldn't even have those feelings. These feelings are bad. These feelings are wrong. And so forgive me, God, I, don't, I, I shouldn't feel this way. And we, we wrestle with God. Now here's the good news. Many of us, we wrestle with God, but we stay seeking him. I think there's a lot of us in this room, though, and you might be sitting in here today, where the pain and the crisis is so great that because your feelings don't match that truth, we run from God. And I think there's a lot of individuals and families that you have that are outside the walls of the church that have run away from God so many times because their feelings don't match what the truth says. So it leads us to our question that we're going to attach today. And I'm Terry, by the way, one of the pastors here. And we've been in a message series entitled Faith Fact, Frequently Asked Questions. And one of the deepest questions that many individuals in our community have and around this country we're watching online have is this. Is it okay to question God? Is it okay to question God? And we're going to unpack that over the next 25 minutes. Um, And we're going to really dive in deep. Here's the good news. If you're a skeptic in the room, here's the good news. Jesus Christ, whether you believe he's the son of God, most people in this world follow and trust in his teaching because his teaching was wise, wise beyond the ideas of men. And we're going to actually unpack a passage of scripture from Jesus in which he's going to teach us about whether or not it's okay to question God. Let me give you the context today. Jesus Christ was followed around by some fishermen among other people, but he chose his followers as fishermen. And the fishermen, they were not highly educated. They didn't really know much of what was going on. They still questioned who he was. And, and these fishermen watched Jesus one moment go off to by himself and begin to talk to his father. And as they watched Jesus speak to God, they, they tried to listen intently into the words. Because think about it. It's it's a pretty heavy subject to talk to Almighty God, isn't it? And so these fishermen see Jesus come back and they're like, Hey, Jesus. And remember, these fishermen, they heard he was the son of God, but many of them didn't necessarily 100% believe it at the moment, but they just were following him. And they said, hey, Jesus, could, could you tell us or teach us how to talk to God? What is right? What is wrong? What is acceptable? What is not? Could you teach us? And so Jesus took a moment and he taught them a formal prayer that they could speak to God But then as Jesus always does, skeptic in the room, hear my heart. I love Jesus because he taught him a formality of how to talk to God. And then he said, okay, but let me break this down even simpler. And let me tell you a story. And let me show you the character of God and show you how you can talk to my father so that you'll always know whether or not it's okay to question God. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 5 through 8, or you can follow along on the screen here, and we're going to truly answer the question, is it okay to question God? Take a look at this here. Jesus said, then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. He said, okay, suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread, and you say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I've got nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bug me. The door's locked for the night. My family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he'll get up. He'll give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Now, we're going to take this story and we're going to go verse by verse because I think there's so much into this, and we're going to break this down to get to the root of the question, can I question God. So let's go back to that verse first. Let's take a look. It says, then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight. I love Jesus. And if you ever read the Bible, you cannot skip over these tiny details. Jesus tells a story and he purposely picks a very unopportune moment of time in this story. It is midnight. People are sleeping. It would be rude for you to bug someone, to talk to them. And he does this on purpose and he continues on. Wanting to borrow three loaves of bread, you say to him, a friend, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I've got nothing for him to eat. Now, pause. You have to understand in the culture of the day that back in biblical times, it was not uncommon at all for you to host visitors, for you to host friends, for you to host family members who are traveling. Because remember, traveling from town to town or city to city was not just a simple get in your car and drive time 10 minutes. It was a whole ordeal. So homes were much more open during that time. And you were taught more to be a better host at that time than we do today. So Jesus is illustrating, hey, you know how during a day, it is important to always be prepared to be able to host family members and friends. That would be the right thing to do. But then he throws a monkey wrench. He says, hey, it's midnight. And you just realize you're about to be a bad host. It's an inopportune time. And I love that about him because he illustrates that when talking to God. And let me me illustrate this another way. There are moments when we talk to God that are not the best moments for us. It's not the moments where we sit in this room, raise our hands and say, you're a good God, you're a good God, you're amazing. It's not those moments. What Jesus was saying is, hey, those are the easy times. The times that he's talking about are those moments of doubt and moments of crisis. And we've all been there, haven't we? We've been there when, remember what I said, our feelings don't match the truth that He's a good guy. Let me illustrate this another way. If you've ever been with a mom and a dad who are pregnant with their first child, if you've ever walked beside them, gone to baby showers, bought presents, decorated a room, watched them on social media share the excitement that they have, because I've been there. And if you've ever been in the hospital when all of a sudden something tragically happens and the baby passes, Whether you're a Christian or not, in that moment, what's truth? He's a good, good God. But I don't care how strong of a Christian you are, in that moment, you have doubts. God, I don't understand. God, how could you? God, we prayed. God, I have followed you. I have loved you. God, we believe that you gave me this child. God, how? And then what do we do? We go through those moments. Oh, how can I doubt God? How can I? He's a good, good God. I've learned all my life. But wait a minute. In Psalms, it says I'm to have joy at all times. God, how can I have joy at all times? How could I have joy in the moment like this? And so when Jesus calls out midnight, he's speaking to those moments. And he says, Christian, in those moments, I know you're going to have doubts. I know you're going to come up. It was as if Jesus was telling a story to tell all of us. It's okay to have doubts. It's okay to have crisis in your life. If you're taking notes, write this down. The toughest questions and the biggest doubts come during moments of crisis. The toughest questions and the biggest doubts come at moments of crisis. It's the midnights of our life. You know, here's the great news about God. And, and I'm going I'm to shake the foundation of some of you that have been in this room and gone to church all your life because I grew up in church where I was always taught you can always trust God, which is true. But I was always taught when I begin to doubt, when I begin to question, no, 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 no. If you do that, that means you don't have faith. Here's, I want you to write this down and never forget this. God's not surprised by your greatest needs or your biggest doubts. God's not surprised that a mom or a dad who lose their firstborn child at the moment of delivery. In fact, he knows those moments are going to be there. And he knows we're going to question. He knows we're going to cry. He knows we're going to doubt. And he has an answer for that. Let's continue on in the story. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, Hey, don't bug me. The door is locked for the night. And my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you Now, for a lot of us Christians in this room, when we talk about talking to God or approaching God. Right now, you're saying, see, Terry, you're wrong. If you dare doubt, you see, that illustrates right there that God's calling down and saying, hey, I'm too busy right now. You know, I'm God. I don't need to jump to you. I don't need to answer you because there's a lot of us who grew up and grow up knowing That God is not a genie, God. That we shouldn't just go to God and just say, this is what I want, this is what I want. But many of you right now are saying, Terry, you can't question God because it shows that God's getting ticked off right now because he's saying, hey, it's late. I don't care if it's crisis. Don't bug me. In fact, some of you believe this, and I believe this to be true. Take a look at this. That God is not required to answer our question when we want him to or how we want him to. He's God and I'm not. We grew up with that, right? Right. And that's true. He doesn't have to answer us when we want He's God. I'm not. Let me illustrate this another way. I kind of grew up in faith. It's the story you ever heard of Paul Harvey, you know, the Paul Harvey stories. Um, Paul Harvey tells a great story about a three-year-old and a mom. And, and moms, if you've been there, it's Mother's Day, you know this, as you kind of travel into the grocery store, you're going to the grocery store, you got a three-year-old boy and you've already given them a snack for the day. And you know, oh, oh gosh, when we get to the cookie aisle, dear Lord, it's going to be, it's going to be awful. Gnashing of teeth like never before. And so you go in and, and you stop right before you go ahead and get to the grocery. Store. You say, whoa, 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 time out, time out. I just want to tell you something. We're not having cookies. So before we even go down that aisle, I'm just letting you know, you don't even ask the question that we're going to get cookies. And so mom takes the child, dri- walk, you know, drives the child down, and then you turn down the cookie aisle. Mom, mom, can I have cookies? No, I told you not to even ask the question. Don't even ask the question. We're not getting cookies. And the mom goes down the aisle and she f- continues her shopping. And then, moms, isn't it true? that you always forget an item that is in the worst possible aisle when you have the child with you? You oh, I gotta, oh, it's in the cookie aisle. All right. All right. You go down the cookie aisle and you try. And moms, you know this. I know this trick. You're like, mm, you're just trying to like, look at everything. Look at everything. So they don't see where you're actually at. And then you get them down like, mom, 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 mom that's my favorite. Can I have some cookies? No, 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 no. And then what's even worse is the mom has to stop and has to find the item. So you're, the child is not looking at what you're looking at. The child is looking at all the amazingly colorful packages of cookies. And so then, of course, you're there for about five minutes. But, Mom, Mom, please, can I have the cookies? No, I told you not to ask the question. Don't ask the question. You're not getting your cookies. Then the child realizing that the checkout lane is the last stop. Mom and child, they're in the, child's in the basket, and they get to the checkout lane, and all of a sudden the child realizes this is my last shot. And so the child stands up in the cart and says, in the name of Jesus, can I have some cookies? All the people standing in all the checkout lines are so impressed by this kid's faith. Mom and child went home with 23 boxes of cookies. Here's the point. Child believed that he was going to get cookies. Child would not allow mom to think otherwise. And I think sometimes we go to God like a child wanting the cookies. And we sit in those moments, and part of the reason why we say, God, God, I need you, God, I need you, God, I need you, and we've been taught in our life, it's like, look, he's God, I'm not. He can, he can do what he wants to do in those moments. And in those moments, we sit there, and, and, and it causes a lot of confusion in our faith, because it's like, wait a minute, Terry, are, are you saying that, so I, I shouldn't question God, he's God, and I'm not, so I should just suppress questions of God? And that's what we learn. Wait, I can't question God, he's God, that's truth, so suppress those feelings. And that's the faith that I grew up with. But what happens when a crisis occurs? What happens when you have deep questions? I think sometimes the only time we come out with questions is a moment of crisis. And I don't think that's what God desired. I think the moment of crisis is when we really allow questions we have had all the years of our life come to surface and they draw out. Write this down and I'm going to unpack it in just a second. A moment of crisis should not be the sole environment when talking with God. A moment of crisis should not be the sole environment when talking with God. And I think for some of us in this room, we never talk to God until we get to that crisis moment. And then we have to process all these thoughts. Wait a second, I just, I doubt God. He's a true God. I'm run from God, come to God. It's tough. Can I question God? So now let's unpack what Jesus is about to tell us, and we're going to get to answering that question. Take a look. But i tell you this. Though he won't, talking about illustrating God, though he won't do it for friends who say, if you keep knocking long enough, he'll get up, and he'll give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. I love that about God. Let me recount. Fisherman, how should I pray? How should I approach God? How should I talk to God? And Jesus ends the story by saying, though it's the wrong time, though he doesn't have to do it, though he's God and you're not, if you have shameless persistence and you don't quit and you engage and you engage and you engage and you engage... He will give you what you need. What if the point of prayer is less about what you want and more about who you're talking to? What if the point of prayer is less about what you want and more about who you're talking to? What if we've gotten it all wrong? What if we have truly bought into when we talk to God, it's about us and it's about what we need. And so when we come to crisis, we sit there and we call it to God and it's all about what we want. And what if the real meaning to a conversation to God is more about who he is in our eyes, than anything else. Write this down. Persistence speaks to your belief in who God is. Persistence speaks, shameless persistence speaks to an actual belief. In other words, when you question God enough, I actually think it shows God that you actually believe in who He is. Because you're talking to Him. There's a guy by the name of Clyde Tombaugh. And Clyde Tombaugh, if you don't know this, he's the guy who discovered Pluto. But do you know how he discovered the planet Pluto? Many individuals believe that there was the planet Pluto and it existed. This was 1929. However, in order to 100% confirm that there was an actual planet of Pluto, individuals would have had to filter through tens of thousands of still photographs under microscope. Now, some of those photographs would have had to be looked at in a microscope for three days, one picture for three days at a time. So tens of thousands of photographs would have to be examined at length to confirm whether or not there was an actual planet named Pluto pluto and the only person willing to give that amount of dedication again 1929 not a lot of computers stuff like this clyde spent month after month after month after month after month and when asked why he was willing to give that much time he said because i absolutely believed in my heart that it was real what if we approach god when we talk to him in that manner What if when we had questions for God, we actually approach God and say, you know what? He's God, and he's a good, good God, but I got questions. I'm not doubting who he is, but I got questions. And Jesus speaks to this. Take a look at this in Luke 11, 9. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. But Terry, it doesn't feel right to question God. doesn't feel right to question him. It doesn't feel right. There are many Bible study teachers in the one-year-olds and two-year-olds that when a two-year-old or a three-year-old or a four-year-old says, so tell me about the dinosaurs and tell me whether or not, you know, where did they fit into God's creation? Okay, God, I got a question for you. How do I answer this one? You see, there are a lot of doubts in Christianity. And what if what if God created the church? And if you're watching online, don't miss this. What if God created this space here as a safe place where all of us know that we have an amazing God, but at times we don't understand him? And at times we have questions. And at times we don't get his plan. And at times it doesn't make sense. What if this is meant to be a safe place where that's okay? What if this is meant to be a safe place where we can have doubts and still love an incredible God? Here's the truth. Questions about God or what he's doing are actually packaged in doubt. Every time we question God, it's packaged in doubt. Doubt shows up when what we experience conflicts with what we know. And the last thing I want to say about this and unpackage this is this. I truly believe that doubt is not toxic to faith, but unexpressed doubt is. I think there's a lot of us in this room that grew up as christians and when someone says oh you know i'm going through this crisis we point them to the end and we say well do you know you can trust god no matter what that god is faithful that god will deliver you and that is true but try telling that to a person who's about to lose their home because they can't find a job and their finances aren't there you want to talk about someone who has doubts What if instead of us always pointing to the end and saying, you know what, you're a bad Christian if you have doubts and you're in a moment of crisis and your feelings don't match, it? what if we stop telling them that you don't have enough faith and what if we start believing that as a part of the process of faith, it's okay to question, ask, yell, scream, be angry at God? Do you want to know why I know that's true? Because think about it. Jesus Christ was God. Jesus Christ was God on earth. And did you know that the times in Scripture where we see Jesus praying the most is either before or right after a crisis? Jesus Christ, before He had to take up the cross, He's God. He can do anything. He's amazing. He should have joy because He's in control. Jesus was on His knees, sobbing and weeping at great length, saying to His Father, if You can do anything else, God, please do it. Wait a second. He had questions. At a moment not necessarily calling it down, but he looked at his father and said, hey, dad, if if there's any other way, but I'll do it, but if there's any other way, don't forget what Jesus said to all of us. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Don't miss this. For every skeptic who asks questions, for every Christian who has doubts, For every person who's not sure that Jesus is who he says he is, but is seeking him. And everyone who knocks and says, are you real? Is it true? The door will be open to you. Is it okay to question God? Yes, it is. God's big enough to handle any one of my questions. Is it okay in this room if you have doubts about Christianity? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Is it okay for some of you moms who lost a child once in life and you are still burdened and you are struggling with connecting the dots between in Psalms where it says you should have joy at all times and with the fact of the truth that every time you think of a lost child, your heart is broken. What if God doesn't mean for you to feel guilty and run from Him? What if God actually wants you to talk to Him about it and say, if you're mad, yell at me, because then... You are recognizing who I am, that I'm your good, good father, and I love you no matter what, and I'm here for you no matter what. And if you keep on seeking, if you keep on asking, you will always find an open door because I'm God. What if the community around us actually started to understand that it's okay to question, ask, seek who God is? Because here's one thing that I do know that's happening today in this room. If you can't talk about your questions publicly, then you will sit in silence privately. We can put on a smile and we can put on a happy face, but every single one of you has a question about God. If you can't admit your struggles and crisis moments to someone, then you can't receive the freedom that comes through Christ's love and forgiveness. What if questioning God is a good thing. What if a questioning faith is a growing faith? What if God desires that from you? Here's the truth. Doubt is not a sign of spiritual immaturity we need to suppress. Doubt is a sign of curiosity, growth, and exploration God can engage toward a deeper and more vibrant relationship. Is it okay to question God? Absolutely. God knows your heart. Skeptic in the room, is it okay to doubt? Absolutely. Because the one thing God would much rather have from his children is a child willing, with shameless persistence, to say, but God, what about this? 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 this?" Well, because he knows that if you're engaged with him, you're questioning him, you're asking him, it will lead you to the truth of who he is. And what the enemy wants for all of us in this room to do is to suppress our questions, to get us to the point where we're so confused and so angry at who God is that we walk from him. And that's the last thing God wants. God desires your questions. And questioning God is a growing faith that is supposed to be safe in the life of a church. So ask away. He's ready for it. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, God, I thank you. I thank you for scripture that just teaches us so much. And God, forgive me as a pastor for times at which I point as as a humble guy, as a fixer. I point to the truth and I ignore the process of faith. And so God, may we be bridge builders in the faith. May instead of us trying to fix every single person and point to you as having all the answers, may we be willing to stand beside them, put our arms around them and allow them to question. And in those moments of doubts, crises and question, show them the character of God by loving them like no one else. So God, I pray for the questioners in this room, the doubters. I pray for everyone in this room that is just confused and doesn't understand what your plan is. God, I pray today that rather than suppressing it, I pray that they would speak it because I know they're going to find a God that has open arms, that is willing to communicate and to show the reasons why they are walking through the fires that they're walking through. So God, may we be a church that creates a safe place that allows for those questions to... To thrive, where we're not afraid to ask him because we know that you are God and we know it will lead us to your character. So Father we bless you today and I look forward to questioning so much because you welcome them in Jesus name. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. If you would like more information about the ministries at Ocean View, or if you'd like to speak to someone directly, you can visit our website at www.ovbc.org. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.